Let's pray. (laughs) Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for the cooler weather. Um, I pray that you would bless this time uh, that we have to spend together. In your name we pray. Amen. Buenos dias. Dios les bendiga. Yo soy... Marcos, soy un pastor aquí en la vía. Si pueden abrir sus Biblias al libro de Hebreos, capítulo 4, versículo 14. Vamos a leer de la Biblia. Amén. Amén. Por lo tanto, ya que en Jesús, el Hijo de Dios, tenemos un gran gran sumo sacerdote. ¿No? Gran sumo sacerdote, incapaz de compadecerse de nuestro... Nadie me entiende. ¿Un poco? ¿Un poco? ¿Un poco? ¿Un poco? ¿Sigo? ¿Sigo leyendo? ¿No? ¿Nine? Bonjour, mon frère. ¿Cómo estás, vous? Okay, I'm done. Um, today, uh, welcome to the village. Today, we're talking about accessibility, uh, and I just thought it would be fun to make it super inaccessible to 95% of you. Uh, we're going to read from Hebrews 4, uh, 14 through 16. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold firmly to the faith we profess, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet was without sin. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. All right, I don't know what I said in Spanish or English, but my name is Mark. I'm a pastor here at the village. Uh, and we were talking about accessibility. And if you don't remember anything else, uh, remember this. Accessibility is about offering relationship. Accessibility is about offering relationship. And the reason I want to offer this up front um, is because we are uh, we're bad listeners. Uh, we, are, we are not good listeners. And if we want to be in relationship with each other, um, we have to to be good listeners. Just as an example, um, if I say, I think LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time, (laughs) some of you heartily agree with me. But you stopped stopped listening to me uh, and started thinking about all the reasons that you agree with me. Some of you stopped listening to me because you started building all your arguments for why Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. And some of you stopped listening to me because you thought, who cares about basketball? Right? See, we, we, are, we are not good listeners. Um, 
But we have a God who is a good listener. Uh, and I want to, we're going to go, uh, we're going to go back to the Old Testament. So the Bible is uh, separated into two sections. There's the New Testament and the Old Testament. And the Old Testament is the story of God's people uh, going through this cycle of being close to God and then falling away from God and then being conquered and then crying out to God, save us, save us. And then God sends someone to save them. Because God is a good listener. So he hears the cries of the slaves in Egypt and he sends Moses to save them. And he hears the cries of the people uh, being conquered after they're already in the promised land, um, and he sends the judges. So if you read the book of Judges, the entire book of Judges is just this cycle of uh, over and over and over again of the people falling away, and God listening and sending someone uh, to save them. But God is a better listener than that because he realizes uh, that, and he realizes from the very beginning, he knows this from the very beginning, that the people will never be um, completely saved. They're always going to go through this cycle of uh, we come to God, we make all the right sacrifices, we go to the temple, we do all the right things, we're in relationship with God as a whole people, as a community, um, and then the leader dies, the next generation comes up, and they fall away from God. And he knows that this cycle is going to continue. And so towards the end of the Old Testament uh, are all these prophecies about the coming of a Messiah. The coming of someone who would save them permanently. See, God listens to the cry of the people. And he figures out a way to solve this problem permanently. And he sends Jesus. And so the New Testament is the story of Jesus. And the story of how Jesus comes and he experiences life. He has friends. Um, he has friends who die. He experiences the brokenness and the sin of the people. He experiences temptation. He experiences the joy of, of celebration and, and having fun and traveling around, he then experiences the pain and the intense pain and suffering of the cross. I love the book of Hebrews. Because the book of Hebrews is in the New Testament and it takes the story of Jesus and puts it in the context of the Old Testament. And so the writer says, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. We have a great high priest. So in the temple, uh, there were levels to how far you could go into the temple. So you, you walk into the first area. Anyone, anyone can go into the first area, the outer courtyard. And then there's another level where only the, the Jewish people could go. And then there's another level where only the priests could go. And then there's another level where only the high priest could go uh, like once a year 
to make sacrifices for the whole people, for the whole community. And Jesus is that great high priest, and he has gone into that middle section and actually taken those barriers and broken them down so that we can go, we can approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace. So God listens to the struggle of his people falling over and over again and sends Jesus to provide a way for the people to be in relationship with God um, without those barriers, um, to be saved, to be, uh, to be able to go before the throne without, like Isaiah, uh, falling down and saying, I am, I am sinful, I'm going to die. I've seen, I've, seen, uh, I've seen the glory of God and I am going to die. So we're in this series on accessibility, on not accessibility, on our values. Um, as we've gone to two services, we thought it would be good to talk about all the things that make us who we are as a, as a community. And we talked about the gospel and story, identity, and kingdom and the ways that the gospel plays out in our lives. And then we talked about our values. We've done truth, the disciplines, creativity, community, and last week we did authenticity. This week we're doing accessibility. And if you go back and listen, there's a theme that runs through all of them and not, not planned, not an intentional theme, but a very good theme, which is um, that we are called to imitate Christ. So if we are called to imitate Christ, then we need to be accessible as he was. Um, and if you want to really good picture of that. You can go back and listen to Andrea's sermon on uh, accessibility from 2014 because it's just story after story of how Jesus was accessible to all, to everyone. Um, We are called to be accessible, and the first step to that is being good listeners. And we are bad listeners, (laughs) as we've already demonstrated. Um, So there are three ways where we are not good listeners. Um, I went to Belgium one time. This is the first way, okay. The first way that we are not good listeners is we have filters when we listen. Um, So I was in in Belgium, and I was going to speak at a church that was made up of women who had moved from Spanish-speaking countries to Belgium to marry Belgian men. Um, so my impression was that it was a Spanish-speaking church. So I prepared my sermon in Spanish. And I got there, and they said, okay, here's your translator who's going to translate into Spanish. And I said, no, 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 it's okay. I can, I'll speak in Spanish. It's okay. Um, I, can, I can do that. And they said, no, 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 the, we need you to speak in English. I said, but this is a Spanish-speaking church, right? I need to speak in Spanish. They said, no. We have people who only speak Spanish, that's true, but we also have people who only speak English, and we have people, we have one guy here today who only speaks Flemish. I thought, okay. So 
I, tr- I spoke in English, and then this lady translated into Spanish. Um, and then this other lady sat next to the guy who only spoke Flemish and translated for him. It was one of the most interesting experiences of my life. But, see, we are uh, the guy who only speaks Flemish in this illustration, where if I'm speaking in Spanish, the person listening in Flemish is listening through two filters. If I'm speaking in English, he gets to only listen through one filter. Uh, so that's more helpful for him. The The Bible that I grew up reading... Uh, in Mexico, is the Reina Valera. The Reina Valera was translated from Greek to Latin to German to English to Spanish. That's a problem. Yeah. And on top of that, it was translated to Spain Spanish, which is different from Mexican Spanish is where I was. See, we have filters that we listen through. Um, Some of those filters we know about. uh, Some of us have have explored our our stories, so we understand our filters, and we understand that we, uh, some of us have trauma, some of us um, have uh, stories with our, our families that impact the way we hear God, the way we hear people. One of the most powerful things that I heard this year, uh, and I have I have a great relationship with my with my father and my mom, and they both um, follow God. They're upstanding, wonderful people. But one of the most powerful things that I heard this year was we need to stop looking at God through our parents, and start looking at our parents um, through God. So we understand some of our filters. We don't understand all of our filters, but we understand some of our filters. For example, if you are a Cleveland Cavaliers fan, you might think that LeBron James is the best basketball player of all time. I don't know. You might. I'm just saying. Just saying. If you're a Chicago Bulls fan, you might think that Michael Jordan is the best basketball player of all time. If you grew up in the 60s, you might think that Bill Russell is the best basketball player of all time. And all of these young people are just imitating what he did. See, we have, we have filters. Sometimes we know about them, sometimes we don't. But they impact the way we listen to each other. The second uh, reason that we are bad listeners um, is that we are unwilling to give up of ourselves. When we listen, we have power. Um, and we too often use that power to sit in judgment. Um, so instead of listening to the person speaking, um, we're, we're judging them. Um, and we're putting them in, in boxes. Uh, Oh, you believe this? Okay, so you belong in this box. And you believe this? You belong in this box. You believe this? You have nothing to offer me. I'm going to stop listening. 
You believe this, I'm going to stop listening so that I can think of a way to fix you, to make you better. Um, and I, I really liked that we read, that we sang Philippians 2. That was the first song we sang, right? We sang Philippians 2. So Philippians 2, um, 1 through 3 says, If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, um, so as a community, uh, as a community of believers, we're united with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, so if you have received anything from relationship with Christ, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Great. We all want to do that. That's a nice thing. Uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Okay, sure. That's a little harder for us, but that's a good thing. We want that. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. We don't want that. We don't want to consider others better than ourselves. Um, when, we, when we listen to others, um, we place ourselves above them. When Jesus, so Jesus goes, uh, there's the story about the women, woman at the well. Uh, and there's, first of all, there's, there's lots of reasons why Jesus uh, should not have been talking to the woman at the well. Um, there's, she was a woman. She uh, was a Samaritan. The Israelites did not associate with the Samaritans. Uh, she had five husbands, had had five husbands, and was living um, with a man who was not her husband. There were lots of reasons for Jesus to not talk to her. But he does. And he stands and he listens. Um, he values relationship with her uh, to the point where he's actually, he actually offers relationship with her and says, come be in relationship with me um, and you will never thirst again. I mean, this is, when we uh, listen to each other, we hold on to ourselves and we hold ourselves above the other person. And we need to let go of our power um, and let go of uh, placing ourselves above each other. Uh, and do the one that we don't want to do, which is in humility, consider others better than yourselves. The third, the third reason that we don't listen um, is because we don't want to be uncomfortable. We do not want to be uncomfortable. Uh, if we... So I was talking about earlier about the boxes that we put people into. Um, some of those boxes really make us uncomfortable. So if you... Uh, we are told by our, uh, by our culture that... Um, you, you have to believe one thing or the other. You have to believe X or you have to believe Y. You have to be um, Democrat or you have to be Republican. And if you're independent, I'm going to talk to you 
uh, a little bit more about what you believe and then say, oh, okay, so you're not independent, you're actually Republican. Or you're not independent, you're actually Democrat. And if you're Green Party, that just means you're this kind of Democrat. You're either a Republican or that's what our... That's, and it makes us uncomfortable. It makes it uncomfortable for me to have a conversation with X person. You either have to believe that Michael Jordan is the best... Ba- I'm sorry. I'll go away from basketball. But you, we have these... We're, we're divided. And having conversations with people who believe the other thing is uncomfortable, um, partly because we have filters uh, that... We, we, we believe things about the other person because they believe certain things, and so there's filters there. We, uh, we hold power, and we don't want to let go of our power, and that's uncomfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. My, a, a, lo- a lot of you probably know my nephew, Bentley. Bentley has Down syndrome. Um, and for me, being in relationship with him is hard because it's hard for me to understand him when he speaks. And when he, when I can't understand him, he gets frustrated and I get frustrated because I can't understand him. And he gets more frustrated than I can't, than I am obviously because he is not, he's the one not being understood, but pushing into relationship with him is being willing to be uncomfortable in that frustration, being willing to be uncomfortable in not understanding him um, and continuing to pursue relationship with him because he has really beautiful things to offer. I worked with a man for a while. Um, I don't work with him anymore. But I sinned against him. I told people, I spoke out loud, I told people that man represents the worst of American Christianity. And that was wrong. Not because I don't like some of the things he represents, but because I sat in the seat of judgment and I was unwilling to be uncomfortable in relationship with him. And I sinned against him by speaking awful, awful things to other people about him. I don't know what I would do if he walked in the door. (laughs) We're really bad listeners. But um, there are ways where we are really good listeners. Uh, and we practice at the village accessibility. It's a value of ours. And we practice accessibility by learning to listen to each other. Um, and to give you a picture of that, I was in Pilgrim Group on Thursday, um, which is our Bible studies, our men's and women's Bible studies. Uh, and I was in Pilgrim Group, and I shared a thing um, that happened recently in my life. Um, that impacted me deeply. Um, 
But what I wanted to talk about in Pilgrim Group was all the ways that this thing that happened was going to impact my life in these really hypothetical ways. It's going to impact my life in this way. I, I want to talk about that. And this funny thing happened. My Pilgrim Group didn't want to talk about those things. They didn't want to talk about those things. They kept turning around and coming back to the actual thing that had happened that made me think about all these hypotheticals. And the reason I was thinking about all these hypotheticals and the thing that my pilgrim group helped me realize was that I was deeply and intensely sad about this event, about this thing that had happened. Uh, My pilgrim group listened not to the stuff that I wanted to talk about around it, but they listened to the actual thing that had happened. They saw me, and they allowed me space um, to step into my sadness and to step in relation, into relationship with God and to offer him my sadness. They were good listeners. We, uh, accessibility is about relationship. It's about offering relationship. Um, it's about offering relationship uh, to people we would not normally be in relationship with. Um, and the way that we do that, the first step, uh, and the first step that God took um, and what we are called to, to as imitators of Christ um, is to be good listeners. We need to push through and to understand our filters we need to let go of the power that we hold. Um, and we need to let go of the ways that we hold ourselves above other people. And we need to be willing to be uncomfortable in relationship, um, in our conversations, uh, because that is the way to accessibility. And that is the way to relationship. And that is the way to offering Jesus in relationship. Um, and to taking away the barriers that Jesus already took away um, to stepping into the throne of grace with confidence. Uh, So, I don't know what time it is. We have some time. If you guys want to offer some comments or questions or whatever. So, I I think I have a two-part question. Do you think that we all are uh, capable of being good listeners? I think some people are gifted listeners. Um, But I think we all, uh, yeah, I think we all are capable of being good listeners. Uh, And that we have a lot of us, and partly because of our stories, partly because of how we grew up or whatever, we, we, we need to practice more being good listeners. So for those of us who are coming to grips with being good listeners or identifying that way, do you know like maybe what could be some tangible steps to pursuing good listenership? I think it's actually, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's being, it's being willing to be uncomfortable, um, 
Um, and actually being willing to say, like, I don't know what to offer right now. Um, and, and beginning to understand our, our filters, actually diving into our own stories to understand the ways that we, um, the way we view other people, the ways we um, put filters on other people uh, because, because we're uncomfortable uh, a lot of times. One of the things that strikes me about the way that God and Jesus listen to us is that it's not about necessarily kind of like your pilgrim group listening to you wasn't necessarily about what you thought you wanted. It was about what was happening in your heart. And when we set down our filters, I think it allows us to listen to people and what they're longing for as opposed to um, what they think is the important thing. And that's like a key part of imitating Christ and being able to actually be accessible. Yeah. And the, the, actually the permanent nature of what God did um, is establishing relationship with him, um, not establishing um, a physical kingdom where the King David came again and conquered the Romans and that there actually is, is now relationship available to everyone with God without having to make sacrifices. And yeah. David. I was just curious if that uh, moment you were talking about in the pilgrim group was uh, when LeBron went to the Lakers. <laughs> No, no, okay. it wasn't. No. Just no. taking a stab in the dark there. No, um, it was when the Pistons traded for Blake. Griffin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I really am glad that you talked about how difficult it is to think of others as better than yourselves. Um, do you think, kind of talking about the, I think the that has a lot to do with the, the, becoming a better listener but um my tendency is to always go into okay well i gotta just think of myself lower um does that can you talk a little bit more about what that yeah it's like thinking of others is better than yourselves is not a, a self-deprecating um thing it's it's not actually beating up on yourself and there is an acknowledgement um that we we are we're all sinners that I do have, have sin. Um, but it's, it's actually about offering other people um, space to, to speak and to have things to offer. You know, like it, it would be really easy for me to say, well, I'm just going to give Bentley some Legos um, or I'm just going to give him my phone and let him play on my phone. Uh, but actually being in relationship with him is actually allowing him space to speak and me working on being able to understand him because he has good things to offer. Um, it's actually about, it's not about a self-deprecating. It's not about beating ourselves up. It's actually about acknowledging that the other person has really good things to offer because they are made in the image of God. Yeah. I think something that's helped me too is realizing like, and I don't know if your brains work this way. Mine does, where it's like churning, 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 churning. Like in the background, like I'm thinking things 
so much as I talk to people and I'm like constantly negotiating but then I talk to people like what do I want for them what am I think like but I kind of tend to ignore some of the background stuff like what am I feeling what do I think that person's feeling so I feel like some of those reflective self-awareness questions have begun to be helpful like oh I'm realizing like I'm angry at them because I have an agenda for them (laughs) and they're not meeting my agenda. (laughs) I am not a good listener. (laughs) Like, but a lot of times I think we don't realize, like you didn't realize you were sad. We don't realize really what's going on with us most of the time. And we think it's just about that other half. So I feel like self-awareness has and like asking God like not being like I'm going to be a self-aware person now but like asking God to show us and teach us and transform us into people who are aware uh of where we're at but also aware of our impact on other people and how my strategies and my agendas and stuff can get in the way of me being accessible to someone else in the gospel yeah thank you They both raise their hand. Um, I, I was thinking about how it was a risk for your pilgrim group to offer you true listening. Because uh-huh. uh, I think if, like, you could have walked away feeling not heard um, by the fact that they were listening to what was underneath your words. Um, and so they could have, their goal wasn't to look like they were hearing you well. It wasn't to look like good listeners. It was to actually listen well. Yeah. Um, it, which it comes at a risk if the person doesn't actually want to be heard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just can reflect on the times that I've felt listened to and maybe have listened well to others. I'm not sure if I've really done that well, but it doesn't usually come with good answers and smart responses and even like good advice. It's just a sense that you understand you were there, you were present, and maybe you even entered into the emotion with me. And so why listening is hard for me is because I'm overwhelmed and I don't have answers for 90% of what you're going to talk about. That's too big for me. I don't know how to solve that. And so I want to run away and not be in it with you. But I think that's the best thing you can offer is just saying, okay, that's really sad. And yeah, I have no idea how you could fix that. That elevates a person's spirit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Jill. Um, I'm, can you hear me? Yes. Um, I'm hearing that, that listening is very active. It's not passive. Even though I'm not, doing anything it's like what I'm doing in the active part does does that make sense yeah actually like the the what we are doing is often pushing away ourselves yeah and And my thoughts and focusing on you and it's it's very active it's exhausting almost if you really listen but because we always think listening is the one who's not doing anything, it's passive. 
but it's, it's probably the more active of the two. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I listen to podcasts while I work, and then they're talking about something, and I go, oh, wait, how'd they get on this topic? And I have to go back like five minutes because I'm not actually listening. I'm doing other things. A question of clarification. You know, thinking of others better than myself, it's when I realize that we're all made in God's image, that I actually esteem others more because they're uh, equal to me and that I'm equal to them. But when I see you as better than me, I go, well, then I I don't want to go close to you. So theologically, I don't know what's going on or what the translation is. You know, is that a compensatory? You know, we're all equal, but I'm thinking of you as actually better than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I mean, I do think, I do think there's a mutual submission um, that we actually, we both enter into relationship thinking of the other, that the other person has something um, better to offer. Uh, but. I don't even know if I should say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I was going to comment on that just so I thought I'd just say what I was thinking while you were preaching is that it, it really is not that Paul is calling us to say, oh, this person is more highly esteemed than me, but he's saying, which person are you going to nurture? Because in listening, I'm either nurturing myself and keeping myself comfortable, or I'm going to nurture you. And when, by the product of nurturing you and not nurturing me, I am saying you're better than me. Not in an existential sense, but in this very moment. Um, I'm going to, the time I would spend to keep like me comfortable with Bentley, I'm going to move that, and I'm going to nurture Bentley. And say, Bentley, I, I lift you up. You're more important to me. Yep. That, that's what I would say. Yeah. Well, and I think we actually take, like, as a as the church, historically, we take Paul as, like, this great example. Um, but Paul himself says, I am, I am the least. I am the, the most, uh, the, the, the lowest of uh, believers. Uh, I don't know if that answers your question. All right, good. Um, yeah, I think we got to be done. Let's move on. So uh, to end, um, I actually want to read the song that we just read because I thought it was really good. Um, the song that we just sang. I'm going to read the song that we just sang, not sing the song that we just read. But this is going to be my prayer, which is appropriate because the song is called Prayer. Um, From the blindness of my eyes, from the formulas and thoughts that changed, that chained my mind, from the arrogance of pride, from the faithlessness and fear that drained me dry, from the cruelty of my tongue, from the appetites that leave my life undone, from indifference of the heart, from my selfishness that tears all trust apart, save my soul. From abuses of our power, from injustice and the systems that, in, that devour, from suspicion and control, from the burden of, comforting, of conforming to the strong, from all bitterness and lies, from the greed and glory that we idolize, from intolerance and hate, from the barriers and boundaries we create, uh, save our souls. Uh, Father, 
uh, may this be our prayer this week um, as we strive to be good listeners and to offer relationship um, that is accessible to, that provides access to you um, and who you are.